Today's episode, we wanted to just switch things up. We've all kind of felt some heaviness over the last couple of days. So we were talking about just sharing a little bit more about how our team was created with the connection codes and my story and coming on board and why I'm showing up here. If you've listened to episode one and episode two of Dr. Glenn and Phyllis's story, it's so incredibly powerful. But today we're going to be sharing the story of the three of us and how we ended up sitting at my dining room table. Welcome to The Connection Codes. This is the podcast that breaks open our emotions that take us from being disconnected to connected in our relationships and in ourselves. I am your host, Tara Wages, and joining me is marriage and family therapist, clinical sexologist, Dr. Glenn Hill, and his incredible wife, (laughs) Phyllis Hill. And together, they have founded The Connection Codes, which is the guide to human connection. And we're so glad you're here. Yes. Hello, world. Hi, friends. Yeah, we're diving into the history of us with you, Tiara. And we were together with a couple that had flown in with it for an intensive, and we started the whole time together with being at a coffee shop with Tiara, with you, with us. And so Glenn and I had a chance to listen to you telling them kind of your story. And Glenn and I both are always like, oh man, I want to hear more. Mm -hmm. And we are a part of your story. We've been a part of your story with the connection codes. And yet hearing you talk about it more, it it is always, it means the world to us Mm -hmm. to hear your story. And I think, wow, you're the podcast listeners need to know, mm. I think, more of your story and how you came to be a part of Connection Coast. Yeah, it was just so fascinating to me because I was mesmerized to sit <laughs> yeah. And I knew probably most of it, many parts of it, but just hearing it, the Tira's narrative, mm. was just so fascinating to hear mm-hmm. how all that uh, evolved. And I know that the couple we were sitting with was really impacted by that yeah. as well. So anyway, we thought it'd be really cool to yeah. share that. So can I back up and share like even a little bit of like our story, mine and Wes, sure. before yeah. the Connection Codes? So just so you can get to know us a little bit better as well. We met in 2005 at college, and I had been in a serious four-year relationship and had prayed, okay, God, if I'm not supposed to be with this man, you need to send me a sign. Like, And there have been, I can pinpoint two specific moments in my life where I felt like I know that was God in my life. And two weeks later, I was standing at the bowling alley and I looked up and there was a dude in an orange polo and it was West Wages. And <laughs> I actually watched, there's a clip circulating right now talking about that love at first sight is not real. It's lust at first sight. And whoever said that just didn't experience it. I think it's total BS. They just, they didn't experience it because in that moment I saw him and my entire body changed. It felt like a actual physical shift within my soul. A light switch is the only way I knew how to describe it. And I didn't even talk to him that night. <laughs> it wasn't until weeks later that that we ran into each other through a mutual friend. So and hold on. Were you bowling? I was bowling. He was not. I am not good at bowling. And I was wearing, that was my tie-dye t-shirt days. So I was wearing a tie-dye t-shirt, no makeup. And we called them scants, which it's like the gauchos, the wide Mm. pants. And yeah, and I genuinely knew that I loved him. 
And so we started dating over the summer. We had the romance, the notebook, the movie, the notebook yes. where they dated for the summer oh my goodness. and the ice cream cones and the festivals and the late night skinny dipping in the lake kind of things. Like we spent the summer just living our best college lives. Step. So you said you didn't even talk to him the first night. I didn't. Sk- no. And then he showed up at my apartment with a mutual friend and we were the only two people that voted against watching Goldmember. Austin Powers. And that's when I knew. I was like, okay, yeah, he's my husband. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. He was cultured. He'd been to LA. And I was like, ooh, who is this guy? Which is so silly. That was cultured to me. So did you not like Austin Powers? <laughs> no, I didn't okay. like it. He didn't like it. We were the only two. you relationship on that, not liking Austin Powers. <laughs> and we basis. did. We that. did. Sure. Yeah. And there was a hotel opening up in our town at that time, a, a resort. And we would take people, he and I would take people in our car and give them tours of the hotel being built and swim in their swimming pool. We just were super romantic. It was very loose and fun. And he encouraged me to pursue my dream of becoming a ballerina. And so I went and signed up for ballet classes as a 20-year-old with (laughs) 14-year-olds. It was a very big age gap. And, And then we broke up. And we were broken up for... A year. I had some inner healing. I've talked a lot about my abandonment issues on this podcast mm. of not knowing my biological father. And I met him that year and just tried to, we worked on ourselves individually before we got back together and were married in 2008. And I knew if he ever dated me again, it's because he knew he would marry me. And so when we started dating again, it was like, okay, when's it going to happen? Mm. And we were married a year later or less. And our marriage for the first five years was an adventure. We went to 30 countries with each other and just explored so much. We started a business and our business was wedding photographers. And so we've been in the marriage space for years, since 2008. And I was a blogger. I would write about mine and Wes's relationship and I can remember the first time I wrote about a a fight that we had gotten into and how we worked through that argument with each other. And we had just built this like community of people that were in this stage of young married to getting married. And they just knew that we would share our life with them. And it's terrifying now because I gave some of my brides the sex talk. (laughs) Okay. Y'all know my history with sex. If you've listened to this podcast, that I was not good at sex and I would tell them, but there was no one else to talk Mm. to them about it. And so they knew that I would. And so I'd be like, okay, you want to get a towel and like, this is how you take care of yourself and go to the bathroom. And I was responsible for teaching sex to some of my brides. And we've just always loved couples. It's always been something we were passionate about. And then we had babies, and babies change everything. I had I went through a major identity loss during mm. that season, which now I can name and see. And, oh, my gosh, if you are planning to have a baby for the first time or pregnant, do the foundations course. Mm. Because if I had those tools during that season and I could have put words to what I was experiencing it would have changed everything. Yeah. Can mm-hmm. I interject on that? Please. Uh, What's well, your story? So I don't want to mess it up. But no. just a side note to understand that for a heterosexual partner pair, what the male experiences through a pregnancy and through childbirth and early years is so vastly mm, different yeah. than what the female experiences, which I admire the heck out of women that ever have a baby because they 
do have information, but then they have a second baby. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Mm. But it's just important that I think for both partners, but that the male gets that, that, oh, okay, she's experiencing stuff that I'm not experiencing. He contributed very little to make this baby, and it was basically a teaspoon's worth, and he enjoyed doing it. And then her body is wrecked for the next nine months yeah. and after. He's, what's the big deal? I feel the same. I look the same. Everything's good. And she's over there. And then even the birth process. Mm. And that's one of the times I insist that men are stunt doubles because you need to be present with her. When she's in the middle of a contraction, she goes, get me some ice. Mm. Do not say to her, I feel hurt that you spoke to me that way. I'm like, Shut up, dude. Get her some yeah. ice. So just understand that it's just such a completely different experience. And it would help us culturally if we tuned into that and go, okay, let's hats off here. This is a stunning experience and we just need to really honor that and admire it. So totally in the postpartum journey, we had, I started our business and now three months after our first baby was born, we still needed income. And so Wes was doing the work of it. And during that time frame, he went to Paris, he went to Amsterdam, he went to Calgary, he went to Liberia, he went to Uganda before our baby turned three months old. Wow. Providing for our family, but also places that I'm like, I want to go to Paris. And so it was, I just remember being so lonely Mm. all the time. And we decided to have a bunch of kids. I don't know why we made that decision, but we didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into. And so that feeling didn't go away for years. And I can look back now up until meeting y'all in 2020 of that decade from 2013 of our first baby to then of just me like trying to figure out who I was Mm. anymore because as much as I love my children my identity is not Mm -hmm. in motherhood just my personality is Mm -hmm. it's not fulfilling in that Mm -hmm. part of me you should do a podcast on that yeah and because there's a shame in saying that I'm saying Mm -hmm. that and I'm thinking like oh I know there's a mom out there judging me for that and that's okay that's your experience but I just was searching and searching for what box I fit into at this point Mm. outside of motherhood. And Wes grew our business into a video production business Mm. and met Brian Harris, Mm. who was one of his clients. He is now our business coach with the Connection Codes, but he runs growth tools and Wes did videos for him. We got to know them for several years and um, shortly after... Wes and I hit a horrible stage of our marriage. I think I actually saw um, a couple, a celebrity couple that's divorcing right now. They just had a baby probably about a year ago. And I just thought, oh, don't give up on each other right now. You're in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. neither one of you are seeing who you are in this moment. And I think that so many couples and like when we hit the four to seven year mark, if we have young kids at our house, you are in Mm. the darkest days. And Mm. I think that's when we hit so many issues. And at that point, we either leave or we ignore and then it catches up with us at the 15 year mark or the 20 year mark. Mm. And so it hit us and Wes essentially slept at the floor. Don't leave me. Please stay. Got therapy, got help. And so we were cranking after that. Like we were doing the thing, still having conflict, but committed, love each other. He's my best friend. And COVID hit. 
and Brian Harris reached out and y'all had been meeting with him and he discovered the connection codes and had, he had hired you to come out and speak to his company in Mm -hmm. San Diego. And because COVID hit, it got shut down. Mm -hmm. And he said, do y'all mind if we like take this online? Can we do this through Zoom? And I, I, we're close where I can tease you about this, right? Like, they were like, what's Zoom? What, uh, how do Zoom we... was. He said a webinar. A he webinar. Said, a webinar. I'm like, of course we can. Okay. And then we Googled what a webinar was. What a webinar was. was. <laughs> and he was like, well, do you mind if I invite some friends now to join in on this? And y'all were like, sure, why not? Like, we're doing it for 12 people or we're doing it for 20 people. You know, you probably thought he'd invite seven more people. I no idea. Uh, and yeah, how many people? Yes, we, we learned what a webinar was we're like we're just looking at cameras so it doesn't matter because right. i think if i remember correctly there's going to be 14 people at the their meeting in san diego and again 14 15 20 25 it doesn't really matter the same difference what we're doing and because it's not a live event and if i remember correctly it's about 260 people were on he would call us like every couple of days or email or whatever and i say could I also invite whatever my relatives and neighbors and and we're just like, sure, what do we care? And then we, fellas said, we should invite some people too while we're at it. Why not? <laughs> it's all the same. And it just kept growing and got out of hand. Yeah, totally. And we were lucky enough to be on that list. And so I can remember Wes asking me, hey, Tira, Brian has invited us to be a part of this webinar once a week for the next four weeks. And truthfully, knowing who I am, if it had not been... March of 2020, Mm. I probably would have said no. So I think that there are a lot of you out there that are saying no, or I'll do it later. And I feel so fortunate that it happened for me at that exact moment, because I tend to, we just did an episode about being afraid of the fear. Mm. Like Even something as simple as jumping on a webinar, I would have had fear over. I get stuck in my comfort zone and I'm not going to try anything new. And, but I was like, well, I guess we don't have anything else to do. So we're getting on this webinar. And Wes and I sat there. It was every Thursday night for four weeks. And we did it on our front porch swing every single time. And it was just mind blowing. Mm -hmm. I remember, I think it was week two or week three that Wes and I, y'all presented the core emotion wheel for the first time. And again, we, Wes and I work together every day. We live life together. I thought I know everything about this man. We've been to therapy. We mm. talk about everything. We're solid. And then when he sat down and shared with me that core emotion for the first time, I, I, I don't know if I wept or if my mind, if I was flooded with emotion of just, oh my gosh, this is it. This mm. is different. He had shared with me things that I had no clue mm, were happening wow. inside of his body. And we were in March of 2020, we were together 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And he was carrying around mm. the sadness mm. that I didn't know that he had. Wow. And to make it worse, because I didn't know he had it, things that I had been saying, because I didn't know he was struggling, I was pouring gas on it. Wow. Constantly. The very thing that was causing him sadness, I was contributing to and had no idea. Mm. And I was like, this is it. What this system is unlike anything I've seen. We've done a lot of marriage stuff. We've 
been to the seminars, we've done the work, we've got to get this out to the world. And mm-hmm. we looked at each other, we were like, we've got to work with these people. Mm. So we did a couple of private sessions with y'all because at the time you gave a free 30 minute session to whoever had signed on. And we were like, okay, we can't just pounce on them because they're Brian's client. And Brian is was our client. And so we've got to skim the water. And during all of that, Wes and I, it's actually really fun now. Wes and I were also, we had our own podcast at the time called I Get It. And if I go back and listen to old episodes, you hear our marriage counselors, Dr. Glenn Hill and Phyllis Hill, like we talk about our journey of discovering the connection codes and what we're learning on that podcast. Mm. And yeah, I can, can I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. And there are some episodes like we talk about sex quite a bit on there. This is, and we podcasted for two years, which is why we're doing this today. But we were just like, okay, how can we partner with y'all? And I also went through a depression during that year. Again, the loss of identity. And and I had Mm. the tools. So this is something I discovered. I still got depressed, but Wes and I never disconnected. Wow. And I think today I would be able, because I was still such a baby in the process, Mm. that I could overcome things quickly or I could process them now faster where it wouldn't build up the way it did Mm. at that time. But even through that depression... Wes and I stayed solid and he knew what was happening with me every moment. Mm. And that was such a testament to the connection codes. But Phyllis, you would text me occasionally. Mm. Like you would reach out. I jumped onto a girl's webinar you did one night and asked a question and then you texted. And next thing I know, we're, I'm sitting at your table. Like I wedged my way in <laughs> to y'all. Hey, I'm going to come to Franklin and y'all are having a team meeting and I'm just going to show up to that team meeting. And and y'all are like, sure, why not? And But what's so funny on the other side, and that's, we always have to remember that every human's experience is unique. So what we're experiencing over on this side, this whole time that you're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, or is this going to be annoying or something? I don't Syndrome, yeah. Yeah, we're just honored and, and thrilled and mesmerized just joy uh, a little bit of fear that what are we supposed to be doing mm-hmm. what is she expecting because we're not doing anything we're just here and of course we had no idea what the future held at that point again for us it, we were just honored and thrilled that you were interested at all yeah uh, whereas what you're experiencing is mm-hmm. different than that which that's part of the fun part of this story as well is that wes and i did late night in July of 2020, I said on a recent episode that Wes wishes, he recently said, I wish we would have COVID again. And I'm like, don't even say it. And it's because we did late night, July of 2020, and we were home a lot. And we had three years at that point of us having sex and me not experiencing any pleasure from mm. sex. And um, and that dated back to our difficult time, like that year where I wanted to divorce him. That was exactly three years after that. And we'd always struggled sexually. And doing late night opened up our world. After the very first week one, I hope your kids are not listening. It's fine if they are. Okay. But I had three orgasms in, after just the first week. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, oh my, it was just making up for those three years. It was unlike anything he or I had ever experienced. And so then I'm showing up to these meetings at y'all's house and Sky, who has been on the podcast a few times, who's just 
absolutely incredible and a financial advisor. He's very goal-oriented and what's the purpose? What's the plan? Mm-hmm. Would look and say, uh, dear, why do we trust that you're here? Who are you? <laughs> I didn't know how to look at their son and say, well, your parents helped me orgasm. do have to say that that was the polite presentation he was giving you. What he was saying to us behind oh, the scenes gosh. of that is like, who are these people? Yeah. What are they? Serial killers? Are they, we, we, do they work for the CIA? Because we had no idea. And I just trust everybody. There's an upside and downside to everything that's cool, but it's horrible also. And I'm just like, oh, this person, and it was you and Wes, but it was more you, is, is showing up. This is cool. And, and again, I've connected and not partnered, what would you call that? But just... But, how do you say that? I've been involved with so many people who ended up being a detriment because mm-hmm. I just trust people mm-hmm. that I'm assuming everybody is capable, competent. And I've been, you know, damaged by a lot of people who had good intentions. They weren't trying to be right, unkind. Right. I've dealt with plenty of unkind people, but they just were incompetent. They didn't know. Well, of course, Sky is asking us, so who is this? Like, what, what does she do? What does she want? Is she capable? Is she competent? Is she going to do something that's going to look stupid? And then you're stuck because she did it for free. And we're like, no, she seems like a nice person. <laughs> we don't really know. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I wanted to interject that. Now, did you come, did we come to Florence first or did you come to us I first? came to y'all first. Wes and I came wow. around May and just had, here are some things that we could see could help the connection codes. Because at that point, you were doing it in private session and then Brian helped you take it online to Zoom calls. And so they were hosting monthly webinars around either the foundations, late night or parenting. And that is where it was. But Wes and I had been doing online e-courses for years, filming them for entrepreneurs and had that background. And we'd started businesses. We ran businesses. And so we came to y'all and we're like, okay, this, this is what we May could see. 2021. Yeah, yep. Gotcha. Before we ever came to Florence. And so then y'all came to Florence in August, and we filmed our first three-day series, which is no longer online, but, and y'all launched an ad using those. We did some ads for y'all, and y'all would come to Florence then ever so often that during that fall time, and we would get babysitters. Y'all would come over late, and we would just sit and spend life with each other. And Wes would always record different things for y'all. And then in January... Now, you left that apart. Oh, say. Because, and we don't really know the truth, the whole truth, you know the truth about this, but we had done a little bit of filming with a, an agency. And after we talked to Wes and Tier about it, Phyllis and I were talking to us who were like, we think they just told us that all of our stuff sucks. <laughs> did, yeah, I understand what they were saying. Uh. But they did it very tactfully, very respectfully, very kindly, very gently. But after we were talking about it, we are like, we're pretty sure that's what their point was. I, your whole it, 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 idea was, let, let's redo this stuff and make it good. Yeah. And I do remember coming, and y'all had rented an Airbnb, and you had multiple cameras and you had a what do you what's that called when you read it oh a teleprompter oh my word a teleprompter Mm. and it's the first time we've ever done anything on that scale Mm. and to have a teleprompter was mind-blowing and i i just remember you sitting at the table and you typed up Mm. the what we're going to say and you like it all happened in one day which was so crazy yeah and 
I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. Um, Cause even in previous years when we've had a, like uh, we had at one point hired a film crew, we were on stage and they filmed from the back of the room. There were no close ups, yeah. and they were just basically filming every word we were saying, but there was no change in the cameras or anything. And we were like, that's as professional as you get like yeah. that we thought was it. And then to come to Florence and have y'all set the room and have that teleprompter where we could actually be very specific about what we were saying. And it was, yeah, it was more of the idea of this is what it's like to film an ad. Yeah, We're like, whoa, no idea. And I just remember, again, talking about our son that even coming home from that, he was like, who are these people? And well, because he's why asking, would they he's be like, doing so how this? Much are you paying for all this? Yeah. Like, um, nothing. And Scott's like, what? Nobody this does anything good. for nothing. And we're like, yeah, and actually they paid for our Airbnb. <laughs> we offered to pay for it. And they're like, oh, no, no, we got this. And they uh, took us out to dinner, nice restaurant, <laughs> and paid for it. And Scott's like, this is bad. Yeah, this, this, there's something. <laughs> yeah, are. there's something. They have some insidious evil plan behind all this so we just didn't know yeah no it just had changed our lives Mm -hmm. and we believed in it and we've been in this world for so long we've worked with so many online thought leaders and heard their messaging and and i'm not trying to hurt on any of them because they all are making a great impact Mm -hmm. just witnessing this far exceeded anything that we had previously seen before Mm -hmm. and so then we did. We stayed together, and then that January, you're like, "Hey, we're bringing in Scott and Vic, who've created Charity Water, this incredible, the biggest nonprofit in America, and they're dear friends of all of ours, and they're going to give us some co- consulting. They're going to help us out. Do you want to come?" So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, of course, I'm there. Like, <laughs> I would have probably shown up anyway. <laughs> and from there, we we all hung out, and I. Wesley came up and I was like, we're moving, like we're moving. And this is what our, this is what I'm dedicating my life to at this point. But I remember calling Phyllis to say, Hey, we've decided to move to Franklin. Wes had been begging to move here for five years and Hey, we're going to move, but no pressure. You like, like, you don't have to, this doesn't have to do with you or anything like that. We're just going to move here because we've always wanted to. And it's just been an incredible journey. We sat down with y'all one day when we're trying to figure out what paths to take for this. And I remember we just had our equipment with us and Wes was like, here, let's just put this on the table with y'all. We were just hanging out and put the microphones in front of Glenn and Phyllis. So now pretend, like, just start talking. <laughs> and then what happened for y'all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my word. Yeah. Uh, that was amazing. And I do think that was at our dining room table before mm-hmm. y'all moved here, sure. before we started the podcast. And it was around the holidays. Yeah, you have to understand, Wes is just always busy. Yeah. Motion, Perpetual and, and I just motion. love him. I love being around him. He's just such amazing, positive energy. So he's just always doing something. And he's a techno guy. He knows stuff. And so he's setting up equipment as we're just all talking and laughing. And was it just the four of us? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. There were other people there. And so Wes just brings out some microphone, puts it. I'm not even, I mean, it's right there in front of my face, but I'm not even paying attention. I'm just like, oh, Wes is just doing stuff. Who knows what what he's doing? And we talk for a while. And then at some point he goes, that was a podcast. And I'm like, 
Oh, wait, what? I knew I'd heard the term podcast, but I'm like, I don't know what a podcast is. I don't know how you do it. It sounds really complicated. You have to live in Hollywood to be able to okay. hire Hollywood Do you remember producers. the backstory of that? We had actually had a friend, local friend, who was producing oh, right, right, podcasts. Yeah. It was probably five years mm-hmm. prior. Yeah. And so we would go to his studio, and he just said, hey, I just I think you guys would do an amazing podcast. Mm-hmm. But the way back in those days, it was very scripted. Mm-hmm. And it was like almost like there was a formula right. you had to do it like this and then you had to do a pause and so it was always a little bit awkward yeah bit it was stilted. not just natural us just naturally talking it was more and then even the pauses were like that's where we're going to stick music or that's where we're going to stick whatever and so we did multiple ones but they they were tedious mm. and so then okay so now go forward to this moment with Wes at our table and it was around the holidays and the topic thrown out was how to stay connected during the stress of the holidays. Mm. And again, this was not a recorded, we didn't have Mm. cameras set up or that. It was just the mics, right? It was just, let's just pretend. Mm. And we did it and it was so natural. And when he said, that's a rap. That's a podcast. We're like, no, you have to script podcasts right. and yeah. you have to have these pauses and they can only be this many seconds right. between and minutes. It was like super awkward. And if you don't do it like this, then, you know, you can't right. put them in the podcast world because this is, and you and Wes obviously had been doing podcasts. Yeah. So you knew the modern version of podcasts or whatever. And y'all were like, no, that, that would have, that would be a podcast. Yeah. And yeah. we're like, what? Yeah. And so that yeah. kind of grew the dream or the idea of right. what could that be like mm-hmm. if we actually made this happen? Yeah. Totally. Well, and we just very much see that, and this is for anyone listening who's like, oh man, I, I want to start a business or there's something that I'm wanting to do. It's all about what you're putting out. The content matters so much more than the technicalities. Like mm-hmm. y'all are going to get emails from me that there's going to be typos, Ooh, which is so painful. I know, Glenn. I know. <laughs> I'm one person and I misspelled the word skill in our fifth grade spelling bee. So I am not a good speller. I'm doing the best I can. Well, as a semi-maturing person, I do want to say, because and Brian Harris conveyed this to me some time ago. He said, if you are putting out perf- perfect product, you waited way too long. Yeah. And I remember when he said that, I was so overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, that's like a cuss word. That, that's anathema. <laughs> I can't believe you said that, Brian. Yes, what we want to present is perfect. He says, no. First of all, there is no perfection. Second of all, it's going to take you so long to get it perfect. You missed on 37 other things that you were supposed to be producing in that time. And that is very much my life story. I, I struggle so much with OCD. So for me, mm. I'll put out one podcast every three years, mm. but it's going to be perfect. Yeah, but you missed out on two years and 11 months of mm. other stuff that you're supposed to be doing. So I teased here about that when I'm allergic to typos, but just get it out there. Yes, yes there was a missed comma. There's a comma splice. Tira doesn't even know what a common splice is. I don't, but, and I apparently do it all the time. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, you know, would it be nice? It doesn't matter. It oh, doesn't matter. Just word. get stuff out there, get it done. And again, I 
and you probably heard me say before that my specialty as a contractor was to make a five-month job last a year for the same price, which I did over and over again, which is what got this woman eventually to say, babe, as hard as you work, we should be rich. We're not rich, so you got to do something different. So Tira is just amazing at let's just get stuff to people. That's what matters. Would it be nice if it's all perfect? Eh, no, it's irrelevant. And she's amazing at that. Yeah, I would love if we had two cameras set up for our podcast. We talk about the future of our podcast of having the studio and I already see the set in my head and the multiple cameras. So there's not that little break of where I have to get up and reset the camera every single episode. But our goal, and this was your goal too, at the very beginning of those webinars, I watched Brian tell you, now Glenn, hit this button to share your screen and hit this button to do this because your mission, the two of y'all, has simply been to get this out to the world. And in the process, it's going to be messy sometimes, and the branding may be off, or the videos may mess up, um, or I may for even forget to hit record on the video sometime. Like the goal is for people to get this, and so I just. Oh, it just hurts me so bad when people are waiting. Mm-hmm. And I feel so much joy that I was in a position where I wasn't given the option to wait. Mm. Because I know that I would have been one of those people that would have waited one mm. day, one wow. day. And so we just started working together full time. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's refilm your courses. Oh. So we refilmed Foundations, Late Night, and Parenting within two months. Yeah. Unbelievable edited it all. Mm -hmm. We launched them each um, over the summer of last year. And then now for the last year, I am focused on the business part. Like y'all have helped me, given me the opportunity to tap into all of my imperfect skills. And y'all have been able to just focus on loving your people well Mm. and showing up and doing intensives and speaking events and one-on-one sessions without having to worry about all of the other stuff. Yeah. And so it's mm. interesting now for me to look back and think that whole time where I did, I was lost. Who am I? Mm. What is my identity? And where am I supposed to be plugging myself in? These are my skills. This is my passion is helping people. And then to be now in a position where every single thing I'm good at, mm. I'm able to do every mm. single thing I'm passionate about is right here. And so I do, I want to encourage anyone that's currently in that season to, to continue to looking and and maybe look at what are your skills and what are your passions. And you'll find something that will align both of those. And I feel so fortunate that I did because we got off our first call with you and was like, I'm going to work for them. That is my future. And y'all may or may not realize this, but next week, the 13th, is a year from when y'all named me CEO. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting, guys. And again, from our side, and and every human's experience is unique, but from our side, just like with Sky, we're sitting here going, what's the appeal here? What is she Mm. wanting to do? Because we're just thrilled and ecstatic and have been from the very beginning at you, but at your skill set. The fact Mm. that you have all of this resume stuff, the large majority of which I'm clueless. Phyllis is more capable than I am in a lot of areas, but I just, I don't have those skills. Could I learn them eventually? But then I'm spending all the time learning that. So it's just amazing the 
the partnership, the teamship that we have. And again, we're just honored and straight from the beginning. It's just so amazing to think, oh my gosh, this works. And we were talking mm-hmm. the other day that, you know, about your children and our grandchildren, the next generation or two of the Connection Codes, long after I'm gone, because I'm so old, that, <laughs> yeah. that seeing them take that, we don't know what the future is going to uh, But we do know that our kids and grandkids will be involved yeah. in this. And some totally. of them will be the ones, they will be the COOs or whatever, taking this to the rest of the world. Yeah. It's just so exciting. No, that's so exciting. And I get excited because our team is still small mm-hmm. and will occasionally yeah. have a connection code or even just this week, she was like, it's my dream to work with y'all. Yeah. And you know what? It's our dream too. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was on a call. Uh, when was my meeting day? Tuesday. And one of the people were like, hire within your community. Hire with oh, those wow. people know you. Right. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> our next hire will be within our community. Mm-hmm. And that's just so exciting to mm-hmm. me because We've gotten to know so many of our listeners mm-hmm. and the people that take foundations because we have our community check-ins and, and we get to interact with those people on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And it's just exciting to see what is coming because just so you know, we're working behind the scenes on several different mm-hmm. big releases that mm-hmm. will happen yeah. within the next six months yeah. that will change everything, the way that we are showing up yeah. currently. Yeah. And it's just really exciting, and I feel so much joy that everything y'all experienced led you here. The hard parts of that experience led you here. All of the things that Wes and I experienced, the hard parts of what we experienced led us here. Right. Maybe we didn't need to have great sex for 12 years, because then I could be so grateful for experiencing it. That's a joke, but still. <laughs> that everything does, it works together, and I just feel so much joy that I get to be in the front seat with y'all and mm. experiencing that. And so we do, we like to close out our podcasts by sharing the core emotion wheel. So this is your first episode, which, man, what a first episode. Hey, guys. <laughs> nice to meet you. With our core emotion wheel, which is the tool that Dr. Glenn and Phyllis created so it can be simple for you to process those emotions that are firing, figure out where are you losing identity in your life because the Foundations course talks so much about our identity and how it is our number one need. And when we lose it, it's as bad as losing oxygen. Mm-hmm. And that's where I spent years. Mm-hmm. And so for those of you that are there and you are experienced that loss of identity, dive into that course and help mm-hmm. you figure out what your next step can and should be. Yeah. Wow. And I also would say, tell your friends, seriously, mm-hmm. today, this week, tell 10 people that because they need to hear from you. And one of the number one messages we get from people is, it would would have been nice to know this 20 years ago. And I am mega proponent of that. I wish I had known this in Mm -hmm. my teens. I wish I had known this the the day we married, the first Mm -hmm. year, the first five years, at any point in life. And we missed so much because we just didn't know. It's not because we're dumb people. It's not because we're bad-hearted. Oh, we didn't have a good enough intention in marrying. Nope. We just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And you have the ability to help your friends know and find mm-hmm. out now instead of 20 years from now. We're going to get to them, but you can make it better for them. Tell them today. Yeah. Is that so much commercial? I hope so. <laughs> I was trying. 
You did a great job. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. Wow. Would you do the wheel? I will us? do the wheel. Yes. Right. I always like to have it in front of me. Yes. Okay. Let me see the wheel. I feel shame because I am imperfect and I make a mm. lot of mistakes. And sometimes it feels like my mistakes are on display mm. for a lot of wow, people, yeah. whether it's a missing yeah. link yeah. or a comma splice. Mm. And so I have a lot of shame and mistakes. Mm. I feel guilt because... I feel guilt for the people who haven't jumped in yet, whether it's through getting a $17 book mm. or enrolling in the master class mm. that's so transformative. Yeah. I, I feel guilt about it. What am I doing wrong mm. where they can't see how impactful this is? Mm-hmm. Well. I feel fear because it is putting your life on display for people that you don't know. Mm. And there, yeah. there are a lot of components to me that people may not like about me if mm. they knew them. And so it is very fearful to, to put ourselves out there and share so yeah. much. Yeah. I feel hurt. I don't really have any hurt. I, I've, this is so small. Occasionally we'll get a, somebody that says something that they are upset with something I've said or something mm. like that, which is rare. And, and I can make space for their experience, but that is hurtful, I oh, guess, sure. yeah. on some level. Yeah. Lonely. I feel lonely because there are so many components to mm. running this type of business mm. that yeah. you think you just film something and post it and people mm. are going to come and they don't come. And I feel lonely because that part of the business does feel very much up to me to figure out and thank the Lord I have Google. I Google a lot. <laughs> I feel where am I missing? Hurt. Anger. Did you say it's sad? Oh, sad. I, I guess I feel sad too for the people that I actually feel sad mostly for people that say I'm too busy right now, I'm gonna put it mm. off. Mm. And I feel sad for them because I know that by taking yep. a month and diving in, you'll actually be less busy yep. because you're not gonna be carrying around a weighted backpack mm. every day. Well. And then I feel anger, <sighs> anger towards, like, I love you say anger is our driver, towards people that are hurting. Like, I have anger of like, helping people that are hurting. It's a, I don't know if righteous anger is the right mm-hmm. way to say it, yeah. but I feel anger at their hurt, mm-hmm. not at them, but right, at right. the hurting world. Wow. I, f- I feel anger towards that. Mm. And I feel joy that that Brian Harris messaged Wes Wages that night and said, hey, do you want to jump on this webinar? <laughs> and Wes is an Enneagram 7 who wants to try everything. And that every single thing has just lined up to give mm-hmm. us these tools and our whole life's path has just created this moment. And I feel so much joy about that. And I feel joy when people email us and just share their experience and how it's changed their lives. And I will let you know, it is my job to ask you if I can use that as a testimonial. (laughs) So if you write us and tell us that it's transformed your life, I will respond by, do you mind if I use this on our website? (laughs) And so, but we feel so much joy Mm -hmm. in hearing that from y'all. I told someone who emailed that this week, that it actually makes me feel less of a freak mm. because I'm like so right. passionate about it that mm. someone else is so passionate about it. I'm like, oh, okay, it's it's normal for me. Yeah. It's normal for me <laughs> to be like, no, I'm going to come and partner mm. with y'all. It definitely makes it less lonely. Yeah, we're wow. getting so many of those emails and messages mm-hmm. now where people are saying we want to work with you, but also uh, even far more than that, just people are like, yep, this revolutionized everything. This changed everything. Mm-hmm. And 
just tagging on to your anger, that core level anger, the drivers, my gosh, how can we, uh, my new phrase is convey and convince. How can we convey this better and convince people? Do this for 90 days. It won't give you cancer. Mm. It won't eat up your liver. <clears throat> just try it for 90 mm. days. And we don't know how to grab people by the shoulders and shake them and say, do it now. But we very much feel that. And that's mm -hmm. that anger like, oh, my gosh, just do this thing because it yeah. changes everything. And we're, Phyllis and I are so passionate about this because we're living it. Mm -hmm. We're startled. We remember the pain. We remember the disconnect. We remember yeah. not just a day, hours, weeks, months, decades mm -hmm. of pain where we're like, we want to be together. I adore this woman and I can't stand her. Mm. I care so deeply about her and I don't even want to be in the same room as her. And I remember mm. that. Yeah. And that's the reason. And again, I always say we're the slow kids in the group, but I'm like, dang, this is doable. This mm -hmm. is real. We can all live here. It's the mm -hmm. design. The, the reason is because it's based on the human condition. Uh, and that's what brings it so much power. Totally. I get all lit up about that. Oh, I get that. And I've talked about the event that I went to recently. And, and he says, your emotional intelligence at this point is far superior to your like intellectual intelligence, like wow. to oh, be yeah. able to identify and process your emotions. But then he talked for two and a half hours, an incredible talk, but gave no tools on how to become more emotionally right. intelligent. Right. And then to hear the guy sitting close to me who when he asks what's in your backpack, he's a bad relationship. And it's just like we're carrying around yep. pain all the mm. time. Wes and I have talked on this podcast about how we have not had a, a big disconnect since November of last year. Mm. This last week, we had a moment that we both said something to each other. We both heard each other. And then we got in bed and we were disconnecting. Mm. And I don't remember who finally spoke up first but it, it, it took us a little bit. It took us about an hour and a half to get to the other side of it because there was just so much flooded emotions for both of us. But it only took us an hour and a half. Yep. Mm, wow. It didn't take us three days. Mm -hmm. And we did not create any new damage yep. in that wow. time. That to wow. me is actually the ticket mm -hmm. was that we had that conversation and we both talked to each other so calmly and beautifully wow. and we shared and there was nothing now that's going to hurt us a week from now because yeah. of that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Where that has not historically mm. right. been the case. Yeah. 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 And, and I don't know. We're telling you how much has changed our lives. You've heard it a million times. And we are just so grateful for each of you that shows up, that listens, that gives us those five-star reviews and gives us a five-star review on Amazon as well for our book because that is actually very helpful in actually getting people that haven't heard about the connection codes. They're searching marriage book yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. And when we pop up, those reviews mm -hmm. help bump it to the top and helps people get these yeah. tools faster. And so I will link everything we talked about today in the show notes. And I hope that it all links correctly and that, but if it doesn't send me an email, but we do all of this because yes, you need this. You deserve this. So, so let's, let's do, do this. this. Let's do this.